Give me pictures of Spider-Man! I don't know how to read. At that point, yeah. not without beer, you gotta come back with something. The sauce is the must. <laughs> Put some fucking headphones in! You are listening to the Tuesday Catch-Up. So much pain. So Is that dude juice, Matt? So much he pain. Flavor. Matt, you drinking dude juice over there trying to wash away this loss, trying to wash away the pain that all of Wisconsin's feeling right now? I'm slurping down so much dude juice. Mm. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go ahead and take that. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a Tuesday, the 26th of January, being recorded on Sunday, the 24th, I believe, um, when the Packers just went and just – it's the Packers' MO to – Build your hopes all season. You invest all this time since August. You're so excited. And they get to the there, – there's a 30 for 30 that's going to be built in a few years that's called the team that never was. And it's going to be how the Green Bay Packers, led by the best quarterback in the league, routinely get to the NFC Championship and then just vomit out their mouth while shitting down their legs simultaneously for four quarters of football. And sometimes they'll keep it close. Sometimes they'll make you think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And sometimes they will just absolutely get fucking freight trained out of the, out of the uh, stadium. More often than not, they're going to keep you. They're going to bring you in. They're going to just make you think they're going to get it. And then they're going to shatter your hearts at the goal line. Um, so I'm feeling the pain. Um, as you know, I'm your host, Chum, around the table. We've got Matt, the co- assistant to the co-host, uh, Nate. We got Zach. We got Harley. And then Jake, who's been removed from almost every Tuesday catch-up group chat there was today for being a troll. Uh, we're all here. Jake, <laughs> before we before we let everybody else give their you know quick knee jerk reactions to the Packers, I would love to hear your thoughts on being a contrarian, cunt of a Bears fan to to continue finding our inboxes no matter how hard I tried to purge you from our our web. Uh, how do you feel about the game tonight? Do you do you, do you like being an asshole? What's up? First, it is I got beef with you for removing from the group chat. I had, so much, <laughs> I had so many like fire memes that I was gonna fire off, and then once you removed me, I was like. I probably should tone it down a little bit because I don't want to be – I, well, here's the I wanted to tone it down because I knew it was inevitable that the Rodgers' comeback was coming. So I was like, listen, I know they're up. As that halftime play, I literally was like – I stood up and I'm like, is this it? Like, is this this moment? And then I looked at it and I'm like, shit, dude, no way. Because they're going to score on the open drive. Yep. And I was like, this is it. I'm done. I'm not going to – I'm not going to keep going. And then, uh, you know, at the end of the game, it's – it is what it is. I mean, the refs both ways. I think it was just not a, the best game. So now, Jake, do you think know. it's it was, because it was a toss up in the air up until the last minute uh-huh. and fifty eight seconds? Yeah, hundred like, percent. Once yeah. once that flag was thrown on third down or whatever, that was yeah. that was the nail in the coffin there. Yeah. But it never should have happened in the first place. Agreed. Um, but regardless, I got. Do you think it's do do you think it's <laughs> yeah I'm glad I'm glad you're drinking some now Jake do you think it's because you're a Bears fan or do you think it's just because you enjoyed you enjoyed knowing that we were in pain like you were taking pride yeah. in our suffering <laughs> both <laughs> that's true. Um, oh that is both yeah I'm yeah, sorry. yeah yeah no, I apologize that's okay. now I can apologize now but in the moment. I couldn't apologize. That's okay. So I had to keep going. Uh, let's go around with a one-sentence take from everybody else on how they feel after the game. So one sentence, like, this is how I feel. Matt, you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, I gave uh, some solid thumbs down when Chum introduced me. I'm sad. Mm, indeed, pain. Yeah. Um, Zach, what do you got on this? Feels like a shitty breakup. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Pretty, pretty good. 
Harley? Uh, not great. Also, I have a theory that the um, the worse your team is, the greater satisfaction you get from other teams losing. Facts. <laughs> That is. Uh, I don't can, think that's a theory. Can that's confirm. <laughs> yeah. Can confirm. Yeah. The Bears are the the Bears the Bears are the people who paid for their college who don't want student loan to be canceled. They paid off their loans. They don't want anybody else to have any fun. But that's also why Bills fans are having such a riot right now because they were those fans. Yeah. And now now they're not. But yeah, Still that's true. Shit. That's true. They're yeah. Now they're now they're channeling that positive energy to break tables even happier. Um, yep. Nate, what do you got? I haven't seen. Matt? I was just going to say, I haven't seen any Bills fan actually break a table. I've just seen them miss tables on the internet, and it's been pretty phenomenal. Uh, arguably just as funny as them breaking them. I like the ones that are on fire, to be honest with you. Argu- arguably fu- funnier. I'm riding um, with the Bills dress away. away. Uh, I've got one thing, and I know this is going to be kind of a hot take, but I want to start hashtag uh, LaFire LaFleur. Um, because I think he single-handedly tossed the game in the trash and um, lost it for every one of the Packers fans out there. I'm gonna have to disagree with you, but this is not a sports show. You, you can you start your hashtag. You think that he made the right choice? I don't. I'm not. I'm not here to say that. But I am. There? But I am here to say this. As much as I'm heartbroken by that, I did get to enjoy 27 and four over the last two seasons. Like I have not had to endure Jake's no eight and sevens. I'd rather be. I'd rather be bad for four years and get a Super Bowl than be really good for ten years in a row and not have anything to show for it. We're definitely a team that likes to edge. We like to edge. We get right up there, right about to bust, and then we just we just turn it down. Uh, okay, here's another question before we get into the the, sh- the meat of the Tuesday catch-up. Again, we're a poop show. We're not a, a sports show. Um, on true. a scale of one to home run, how many bases do you think Tom Brady gets deep on his kids tonight? I'm going for a little bit of feel-up with his make-out. Mean. That's just mean. What on. Tommy fucking Epstein? He's gonna go and just abs- he's gonna he's gonna go tongue deep on his fucking kids that tonight. Get to take it out on Tom Brady. Come on. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. He's <laughs> a goat. You wouldn't talk about Michael Jordan like that. Michael Jordan didn't fucking get caught on camera making out with Hold his on. kids. Harley, Harley's <laughs> mic's gotta catch up. You yeah, Harley, you're that's so far behind. Show on TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Give the man a minute. We need to give a Patreon so we can get a bandwidth. Internet service too. All right, hang on, hang on. Everybody, shut up, and we'll let Harley fit. Harley, on a ten-second delay, try to repeat what you said. Turn your video off too. Okay. Um, I was gonna say if if Tom Brady will make out with his kids on camera, who knows what's happening in the Brady household later? <laughs> that was worth repeating. That's very good. He's he's not even. Not, I will not accept this blasphemy. Uh, I I I'm just Jake. You've seen it with your own eyes. I'm merely I'm seeing and I'm reporting. That's what I'm doing. That's our duty as a as a, in the media. Oh you yeah you're. <laughs> Big J Journal. <laughs> Big J Journalists as the Tuesday catch-up. All right, let's get into uh, the meat of the show. Uh, any crazy life happenings for anybody uh, around the table here? I want to open it up for a little bit. Anyone Anyone have anything you know groundbreaking happen? Uh, yes, Jake does. Jake did? Yeah. I got my I'm hands on a PlayStation gold. 5. There you go. All right, that's big time. Zach, you got a PlayStation 5? Zach got a PlayStation 5. Hold on. <laughs> I think he's frozen. Who's all frozen? Tuesday catch up oh. difference. Oh, sorry. I'm getting a I, shit ton. I'm, I'm getting a shit ton man. of fuzz right now that I'm going to have to cut. Everybody's frozen for me. <laughs> all right. Uh, turn your cameras off if you're having any audio issues. 
<laughs> it's 2021. How do we not have ample internet service? I have no idea. I have no idea. Have no One idea. third of our cast has the internet. <laughs> he doesn't have the bandwidth. Oh Zach, you get fiber. You're in Milwaukee. <laughs> it's usually really good. It's I getting like a crazy speed, but for some reason it's just not catching up for you guys. All the domestic abuse Dang. cases in Wisconsin are really catching up with the yeah, internet. Yeah, phone lines are tied <laughs> up. It's me. It's me. Just like absolutely dialing the FBI. Just be the hotline, not every line. You know. It's no. Everybody's calling everybody for help right now. Um, okay, so Zach got a PS5. Jake, it sounds like you had something going on. Yes, I am buying Nate's old gaming PC, and I'm going to become a famous uh, Call of Duty Warzone streamer by the end of the year. So Ooh. there's that. What's going to be your so, username? Pretty, pretty life changing. Uh. Is my, I forgot. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you your Xbox it. One is King Hershey. Yeah, maybe I'll do yeah something along those lines. We'll see. All right, we'll help you brainstorm something up too. Yeah, yeah that's actually what we should. We yeah. should. We should all transition to PC gaming because yep. Chum and Zach, you guys are like good enough on console where you're like you've reached the limit of how good your thumbs can be. Just just grow up and get a PC. I've got another gear, dude. I know I've got another gear. If I quit my job and really focused, I can ramp it. If I, if I really fucking focused for 40 hours a week, I think I could be pretty darn good. And uh, I don't know. I like the system. But regardless, again, we're not a gaming cast. We're a poop cast. Um, all right, I've got some news. I we found a venue. We're not a hundred thousand percent sure that we're gonna book it, but we're pretty sure that the the uh, the wedding heard around the world, the Chum wedding, is uh, officially found a, a home. This bird has found a nest for twenty twenty two, and we're pretty psyched up about it. Um, my dreams of having like just kind of finding a way to DIY this thing into a low budget are, are, are dashed. Um, apparently, the wedding game is domineered by a bunch of profit hungry corporate fat cats, and so. We've now resigned to, you know, it's a country club, but it's a good country club. So, you know, catch us in 2022. That's, getting married. that's an oxymoron. Yeah, I know. I know. But if we get a free foursome. Can Jake be my plus one? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I think that I think that would work just fine. Um, yeah, so going as around. As long as you guys slow dance together, that's probably cool. Yeah. That's, well, that's, that's 2021. If I, I'm not expecting any judgment. Yeah, no, you can kind of do what you want in 2021. Um, all right, so Just let's... no Bears fans allowed. No Bears fans allowed. You got to renounce your Bears fans. I'll leave it at home. Yeah. I promise. So regardless of all the pain, regardless of the fact that Tom Brady's kissing his kids, there's a couple other things going around the world. Uh, a story we should have covered last week, but a story we need to cover this week, Big J Journalist, is the man who lived in O'Hare for three months. The man who lived <laughs> undetected behind the security checkpoint at O'Hare for three months. That is 90 days. That's longer. That's probably longer than I'll last on my current diet. And he's, he slept, <laughs> ate, he, well, he hung out there for three months. Um, I, I don't remember his full name, but all I know is this man, he was scared to travel home for COVID. And apparently he got past the checkpoint and was like, I ain't getting on that plane, like not happening. And rather than back out, which so this is where the story gets sketchy, but I couldn't find anything else as far as why he did it. He just decided maybe I'll eat, sleep, drink in the terminal. So he stole an ID badge he found on the ground from an operations manager and just like, uh, what's up, Frank Abagnale? You know, catch me if you can. He just posed as someone else for three months. He'd have people buy him meals, apparently, like the general kindness of people would get him there. My question to you guys is you've all been in airports, you're all seasoned travelers. Where the hell would you sleep for three months where you're not just absolutely broken by the time that's over? And what would you eat? Chilies? So, from my understanding, is because I get the local news here in Chicago. Mm. 
from my understanding, this guy uh, was he he like lived he was from California. I think I don't want to say it might have been Irvine, California. If that sounds right, but regardless, California. And I guess he lived in kind of like a shittier neighborhood, and he had roommates. And like he, so I, I don't think this guy was like very well off to mm. say the least. Like, okay. so I, I'm thinking he's probably used to sleeping in peculiar areas. So, Fair. um, I I'm, I'm making pure assumptions here, but sure. I mean, let's you know, uh, if you're gonna shack up in an airport for three months, let's just say that you're probably uh, a unique individual, to say the least. So, I'm pretty sure he could get by by sleeping on some chairs or the ground in the airport, just wandering around for three months, talking to people. Fair. So, he probably Fair. slept in the the airport like churches. Have you ever seen those like the little mm. travel rooms? No. They also have good point. They also have um, uh, like little bedrooms and stuff like that for workers and overnight shift people and flight attendants and anybody else who's staying in airports like that. Can you imagine I, the first week of him there, like with the fake badge, like trying to pass it off? Like he's kind of, he probably, and this is what I would have done if I was in his spot, is follow around the guy whose badge I stole, like look at the picture and follow him, see who he interacts with, and then make sure I stay away from all of those people. So go to the other end, past the security checkpoint, and just be like, all right, these are the people I'm going to be like staying around. And you just go, yeah, I'm new here. And then like day by day, you're good. But I guess, I, I don't know. I don't think there's enough like nutritious food to make you live for three months, but I guess you could live off like Ritz crackers mm-hmm. and Diet Coke. That's what I do. I mean, they there's, have like, there's they have so like much bananas food. and shit. Yeah, I was going to say, there's so yeah. much fruit and good food rolling around airports. You can get something. Hmm. You could just drink margaritas from Chili's too and fa- uh, yeah. just ward off scurvy and be okay for a little while. Fair. Yeah. Matt, you look like you had some leftovers. Uh, I mean, it's a classic Tommy Honk scheme. Uh, you know, li- uh, Terminal, if mm-hmm. you remember that. Yep. Um, you know, he did it for I want to say it was like six, seven months, maybe more. I don't know. Um, and depending on what, yeah, if you're in O'Hare, there's got to be so many food options. They have like there a mall is. food court, there you know. Is. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's plenty of food. Now here's Didn't the... they do that in Monk too. Did uh, Monk live in the airport for a while? No, Monk was a a, a well paid detective, wasn't he? I don't know. Oh no. Yeah. All right. Well, remains to be seen. Now the one I piece gotta... of the story. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I got a question for the group that yeah. I want to pose. Do you believe that this guy didn't get on his flight or decided to stay in the airport because he was scared of COVID? Or do you think that that is a load of BS and he got caught and that was like, he's like, what can I blame this on? What can, the pan- I'm just going to blame it on the pandemic. 100%. It's just like, I'm scared of COVID. That's why I didn't leave. Do you 100%. think that that's more of what it was? Okay. Because that's what I, as soon as I saw the story, I was like, this guy's full of shit, dude. He just felt like skimming his way through life for three months in an airport. He did not, he was not scared of COVID. He got caught, and he knows yeah. the only excusable thing right now across 1, the whole 000. world is COVID. Yeah. Yep. Now the one. The, so what's the end goal there, right? Like you get past, and you're like, okay, I guess I'm gonna live here for three months. Like, what do you just literally live there forever? You never go to a grocery store. You never go out again. You're literally just wandering around an airport. Like, is there enough to do that would satisfy a year at the airport, or do you think three months is about all he could take, and he voluntarily got caught? I think he knew it was coming. Yeah, sure. I knew he. I, I think he knew that he was going to get caught eventually. He might not have even thought that he was going to make it three months. Um, so I don't know if he really had a game plan, or it just became a thing where he was like, 
I'm at an airport now. This is going on eight weeks now, and I'm still doing great. So now, maybe it just lasted longer than he ever expected. The one reason I put this story down on us, and I wanted to cover it this week, is the punishment they're looking at. Apparently, the judge was like, it's uh, really concerning that he was behind a secure checkpoint for that long unnoticed, and for that reason, we find him uh, very dangerous to society. And I went, no, 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 yeah. because you're bad at your jobs, because you didn't find yeah. a stranger walking around for 90 straight days, 24-7. It's not like he popped in for a little while each day he was behind your enemy lines for 90 days and you didn't find him and now you're going to charge him no you need to fire fire everybody clean house classic move it down the totem pole kind of deal just keep on shoving it down till until you get to the the outcome you want yeah nobody gets fired rather than boost (laughs) rather than boost security or or which i i'm not in favor but rather than fix the problem from inside they're like make an example out of this poor sucking or this poor sucker who's a homeless guy like let's let's ruin his life even further because we don't want to have tiffany check id badges more than once a day like i've seen those the people come in from security checkpoints as they walk in it's such like it's if you act like you belong there, they generally like. If I had a fake badge, they'd probably let me walk through. They don't even scan it. They just go, oh, I enjoy. Like, how many people you think working at those McDonald's in 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 the airport? Do you think they really rigorously check every single employee and person who walks through that door? Fuck no, no. So that's my thought. I agree. Yeah, I think I think it was one of those things where it's like they completely missed the mark because the entire public is thinking the exact same thing as you. Yeah. They're like, wait a minute, you want to punish the guy. <laughs> who found a loophole in the system you want to bring the full like weight of federal law down on his head when the tsa is known to be terrible at their jobs like they did a study at o'hare where they they planted things that they wanted to get through and it was all it was government uh i believe it was government funded or if anything yeah. it was a contractor they put things in suitcases and in bags to get through security and it was something insane it was like 60 83 60, 83 out of 100 weapons yeah so it's like you suck at your job so much you let 83% of of things that are not allowed through and then it's like you want to blame this guy for for jipping the system it's like no people you guys need to just get people better. are putting fucking sticks of dynamite through the checkout lane but you're going to dump my contact solution because it doesn't make your fluid I, you can't, you're, you're going to tell me you don't have a technology that can, that I can pour a little contact solution on a paper and you go, Oh, that's saline. They, and, and they do, some of them do, but they don't use it because you know what? It's all one big racket with big shampoo, big pharma, big fucking <laughs> big body wash to make you pay extra at the airport, big, big toiletry, big toiletry, <laughs> big toiletry in the airlines are in fucking cahoots. They're in bed together like Tommy and his kids and they're smooching. They're smooching no. the profits back and forth. <laughs> no and that's doubt. facts. All no doubt. Circle, full circle. That's facts, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the other thing I noticed this week, I don't. We went to the reason I this this happened. Or I want to talk a little bit about minor league sports games. Um, reason being is Zach and I and Harley have almost gotten kicked out of two minor league games. Well, Zach and I too. Harley won. Um, and I want to talk about like we were sitting at this gamblers game on Friday night in Green Bay. And I made a joke because alongside the ice, there's these tables where you can get a group of people and it's like 20 bucks, all you can drink, all you can eat all night, similar to like the T-Rats deal. And I'm like, I turned to Lucy, I go, I would very, very easily have my bachelor party here. Like one of the nights be just getting absolutely just trashed at a hockey game and chirping some 24 year old from Dubuque, Iowa until he goes home. Like that's, that would be hilarious to me. That sounds funny. And she's like, you're kidding. Right. And I was like, no, I actually think that that is a really fun that use of time. So fun. Exactly. <laughs> I said, so is, I, I, I used to always shit on minor league sports. I'm like they're a waste of time. They shouldn't even have crowds, like just practice and then have, send film in and then they'll pick you from the squad. I think that it is, I'm totally back on board with minor league sports. It, it, 
does anyone else have like that kind of not nostalgic, but a a very positive feeling towards going to a minor league game and having a couple beers, watching some no names play ball? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we got nice. pretty tossed up at a Timber Rattler game, uh, whatever, pre-COVID, maybe last year or two years ago, and uh, got the, uh, not box seats, but we got up to the, like the club level, and then we were getting like cocktails and stuff. I watched maybe 30 seconds of the game. Did not give a shit. We just had the, the time of our life, though. It was a good time. The- and I went to um, uh, Green Bay Gambler, or not Green Bay Gambler, um, they were the Bullfrogs. Oh, we used to go to St. Norbert's hockey games, and they were like, you know, one of the best uh, lower level hockey teams in their college region. And so it was an absolute blast. It was a great time. Yeah. No, bro, we're top D3 in the nation. We're <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, the, and, and I kind of I got nostalgic thinking about the time we were at the T Rats game. Um, there was a guy named Brooklyn so and so who was playing third base for the T Rats, and he was having a rough night. He was not playing his best game. Uh, he was a, 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 on the other team from the T Rats, and no, we his were... name wasn't from. He, he was from Brooklyn. Oh, he was his from Brooklyn. Yeah. Whatever. He was playing the Timberellers. Yeah, he was playing the Timberellers. He's having a bad game, and me, Zach Harley, and Gillis are giving it to him. I mean, like letting him have it, and we're in his head so much that he starts staring at us and like really kind of like, a little bit of John back at us, and we're it's making us even like it's making us get it even more rowdy and at one he point gasoline on the yeah and at one point i'm like out. no sleep till brooklyn <laughs> we we're like just chirping him and at the i think like less than an inning later a, a fucking ground ball comes straight to him he absolutely whiffs like big time error the first place he looks is he turns and faces me gillis harley and zach and we are just <laughs> howling with laughter at him like he had probably the worst <laughs> night of his minor league life and we were just giving it to him the dollar dogs had us rolling oh yeah dude we ate i think i had four hot dogs because they were dollar dollar dog dollar beer night dollar domestics dollar doggies so go back to this how do you get into this 20 dollar all you can eat and drink uh gambler they're like club tickets you i think they're literally like you buy the pub tables down by the ice and so that's definitely on the list of things we should do is go go have a good time there uh, we got to start thinking of TK Whoa. outings because I did see on the list here after I wrote that that you know maybe a summer game at the T Rats post Cove could be a good time oh, for the boys. Coco's on the way out, especially if they would have let fans get vaccinated let's, at the stadium. But let's restart the there. years and just call them PC instead of uh, AD. Ooh. Yeah, so this is uh, what it, what is it? Uh, one this PC. This is one PC. Oh, 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 one PC. It's not even one yet. That's <laughs> not, not one. one yet. And it's that still... satisfies a lot of people. It, like the political culture people would love it. Like they're like, this is <laughs> this is oh, oh, one PC. Can... They finally won. We sh- we shut we Trump really off Twitter. People and say this is PC pre-COVID or uh, no, mm. that wouldn't even make sense. <laughs> PC Pre-C. and PC and, and PC and post-COVID. PC and post-key. Post-C. Post-C. Yeah. Uh, okay, I like that a lot. We'll keep that on the list. Uh, what, but, but where that thought dovetailed for me was I was looking at what would be like the student section area and to similar to what you guys said, Nate and Matt, like the St. Norbert's hockey game, like college student sections versus high school student sections. And I just want to revisit this because back in high school, the that uh, what I would say four out of six of us went to, um, our student section was known in the area for being one of like particularly the routest and most like we'd come at you. Like we'd know, your, we'd know some personal information. We knew who your girlfriend friends were we would like really enjoyed making it not fun to play 
or like giving you the atmosphere of I don't know what a league would truly be like toughening you up a little bit what it should have been in the old days and eventually it boiled down to we got a t or we started saying like you're hitty because we got in trouble for being like like saying like certain girls names or saying whatever right you get in trouble for that so we're like okay we'll make t-shirts and they say you're hitty like you're hideous and we would just do this we do like the tomahawk chop and say you're hitty and the teachers hated it like absolutely despised it to the point where they're like that does not ever get set at our games anymore. You're kicked out. They would. They were legit. Yes, they, were to, they were. They were They were toss people. And what happens when you push, dude? They're gonna push back. Un, in, <laughs> unstoppable force meets immovable, immovable object, which was the hitty chant. And we started making contraband T-shirts that said "You're hitty" across was, the top. That was a tomato person. He had an underground deal. He made a got a hundred T-shirts made and got them all rolled out for a one home game. Yeah, and so we all all of a sudden you pop your jacket open. It says "You're hitty." Just taught. Just people getting fucking tossed. People getting taken to the office. They want to know who the racket is. I love, I love that even more too because the other team might not even know what it means but it means so much to you guys oh it was was endearing dude it was it was our it was our like a zombie nation for certain schools like our tradition yeah and so um i think what where that brought me to is even like that was what i probably year 0001 pc pc culture for nina because like how stupid of that what a dumb hill to die on if you're a teacher just let it happen it's not like we were saying like Fuck these kids. <laughs> like, I can imagine a shirt that said, like, suck my ass. <laughs> like, all we're saying is you're hideous, which is, is, in all seriousness, harmless. And so now I've been to uh, some high school games recently. You can't say anything at all. Well, that was the beginning. You of can't the, even uh, chant, like, start the bus. Yeah. Yeah. That was the beginning of the uh, bully era or the no bullying era, like when we were coming through high school. Yeah. And now it's yeah, like bullying is not really. Even oh, dude, dude. I was a big fan of the the attitude era instead. Yeah, the attitude era way better than the uh, the gratitude <laughs> well, area. Uh, the the fucking inclusion <laughs> era. Now let me. Okay, okay, okay. I gotta I gotta resort my thoughts here. So number one, can you imagine being a kid who was in one of those sheltered ass high schools, and then you sign a deal to go play down in like the fucking SEC or something like that, or or even at Badger Stadium, you're like some little scrawny kid, and you hear "fuck you, eat shit," and you're just like, oh, "Mom, I can't do it." Uh, that's that's what's gonna happen to these kids. You need to toughen them up by letting their peers roast them. Which brings me to point number two of my reorganized brain challenge day is anybody else besides those at nina familiar with what challenge day is oh lord <laughs> jake zach do you know what that is i don't know what you're talking about. so challenge day was a phenomenon in the in the new everyone uh, stand in a big circle and share your deepest darkest secrets and feelings <clears throat> for six hours what a dumb fucking idea dude so Give challenge day Cham- challenge day was an idea cocked up by some kids who 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 were faking depression for for depressants from their parents and just absolutely just wanted everyone to be singing kumbaya they didn't believe evil existed in the world so they created challenge day a day where you could bring together these fucking monsters of kids put them all in a gym of all different demographics which first problem with that is a they literally stereotype they're like get the gay kid from math class the hick from over at smoker's corner and uh give me the three fucking scrubs in their pajama pants from from uh the, from the crusty corner too we need, we need we need everybody yeah we need a cookie monster hoodie we need etni shoes and then we need a jock we need we need somebody in a football jersey okay and then they put them all in a fucking room and it's called challenge day so first challenge is they line you all up and they're like step across the line 
if you've ever been sad and everyone takes a fucking shuffle step forward and then by the end so it gets progressive where it's like step across the line if you've ever felt like ending your life and then people are doing this like step across the line if your uncle randy ever jerked you off and like the like so by the end it's like these two kids like exposing their deepest darkest secrets like going across and then the next challenge is you literally pair up and you're encouraged to tell your deepest, darkest secret to another 15 or 16 year old on the on the precipice of an honor code that they're not going to go and tell everybody that you watch hentai porn. Like that's that's I mean, what what do you expect? I don't know. So so challenge day well, it never happened again at Nina after two years because these kids would they would spill their secrets and then within a week everybody knew who had an abortion, who was getting it raw dogged in the fucking Conant bathrooms. Like you, it's it's a dumb idea and. Uh, I don't know how Never to wrap this at home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just imagine the pitch meeting. We're going to have all your kids come in and you know how they're keeping their shit to themselves. We want everybody to know everything about each other. Well, if you want to do that, just start a podcast with your friends and tell all your secrets. That's the funniest yeah, way go. to do it. Make it fun. I was say, you two probably thrive. You Fredrickson's Harley in one way for bullying. Oh, and me just for took that day pretty therapy. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I was, I was definitely part of like the leader. <laughs> well, these kids would come out of there with their like their butthole eyes from crying all day. They're like, it was emotionally changing. And like later that night, you'd you see them being like, kill yourself, hard tea online. Like, yeah, hundred percent. They're yeah, like, what's up, fatty? Like, yeah, the same kid who said that he had a transformational experience. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Same same kid who, who said that he had a, a revelatory experience would tell me to just like to go kill myself later on that day. Like it's relax. So I'm pretty glad I skipped out on the first one. I got I got an invite. I don't know if I was. Do you know why you got an invite or what? You were the dick. You were the bully. They're like, we need somebody who's an asshole because this is what Harley and his friends used to do. I was walking to Tech Ed these days. Break Harley. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, dude! They, all it would have done is they made probably, that shit a mile away. They I'm probably just saw Harley in the lunchroom. Never bring his own lunch, but just eat off of everybody else's tray. And be like that kid, he's so poor. Problems. He's so poor. I thought I was like homeless. Or <laughs> <laughs> didn't have enough to eat. True, true life. Uh, okay, so so, um, what Harley and his friends used to do, and this is probably why I got selected, is one day I was walking to Tech Ed, and Harley and his friends, and, and this is honestly probably good because it made me laugh. And thinking back, I can't imagine the visual of how funny this was. I would be walking down the long hallway at school walking like a big old nerd and I would never put my shit in my backpack. I would always just, just carry like 70 pounds of books and I'm just chubby with my transition lenses, just fucking oompa loompaing my way down to tech ed. And all of a sudden, like straight out of like a 70s movie, Harley and his cronies come across the corner. They're like, what's up, Hayden? What's up, Hayden? And they all come up. Harley takes my, <laughs> not Harley, Harley's friend, takes my <laughs> takes my shit out of his hands and punts it down the hallway. Just explosion of papers. Oh, you got book dropped and then, so hard. And yeah, they call it a book times. drop. And then Harley and his friends took the book cover off one of them and put it over my head like I was a fucking <laughs> black site uh, detainee and just like, st- like kicked me and typewritered me and then sent me off to class like 15 minutes late and that's what i did that like probably multiple times a week for months and months the book drop was pretty regular the book cover over the eyes i felt a little bad for that one Oh, yeah. And then my mom forced me to wrestle. She's like, hey, you're going to sign up for wrestling with Harley and his friends. And the first day I showed up to practice, they fucking pile drove me into the ground and then typewritered me until my chest was purple. My rib cage was legitimately bruised. It was like a mob of them. And the wrestling coaches were like, you got to toughen them up. <laughs> you got to let the boy watch. <laughs> you got to get tougher than grandma's meatloaf. <laughs> tougher than grandma's meatloaf. Let it happen. I'm like, hey, dude, they're fucking assaulting me. Pretty soon they're going to like jizz on me. And what are you going to do then? And then it's going to get really weird. So... That's uh, that's the that was 
a long way of saying challenge day sucks. So back to it. Let's go to a minor league sports game. Um, oh <laughs> what a run. What a run I just went on there. Full circle. Bring it I'm in both. Let's do challenge day. TK versus TK <laughs> challenge day. Like a full episode. Just Step across the line. Yeah. Except for oh. every story, you have to get bullied then for the next minute. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. Yeah, we just roast uh, it. have to eat a $1 hot dog. Yep. Well, since cyberbullying doesn't exist, I'm, I'm good with if that. If you don't... I feel like it's the last round of uh, uh, Charlie McDennis. Uh, oh. Just verbal abuse <laughs> for for 15 <laughs> minutes. If you cry, you lose. Is that always sunny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so... I'm over on sunny, sunny... Always sunny references you on the podcast. Oh, I know I need dude. to catch up. Maybe an Always Sunny oh, watch good. party. Time well, that's what. You haven't seen It's Always Sunny? We've had, we have this conversation probably by week. All right, boys, signing off. Let's see you later. All, all right. right. <laughs> well, all right. Peace. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> all right, it's just me. Uh, who else to hear about more yeah. bullying stories? Let's let's do that. <laughs> Listen to Chumming It Up every Thursday. It drops at 6 a.m. All right. It's time to wine or shine. Let's talk about something good or bad that happened this week. Hit the segment music. It is time to wine or shine. All right, you know the segment. Uh, bring light on something cool that happened this week or uh, or whine about something bad that happened this week. Obviously, we have a collective group whine on the Packers, but uh, I will let Matt take it away. I know he's got a whine and a shine. Yeah, oh, let me pull it up on my phone. Um, so, yeah, I got a whine and a shine. Um, first of all, it's a, it's a whine about myself. Mm. I have done it again, went out last night. We celebrated. Uh, my girlfriend Anna's brother got engaged. So we went to lacrosse, went out, had a bunch of cocktails. I drank everything that I could possibly find. I had like martinis, like sugar, because we went to this like speakeasy kind of thing. And so I had this like key lime pie thing with with graham cracker crust, this like straight blue drink. It was. What is with you? Yeah, dude. Every week. And then, guys, I went out this weekend. I had a blue drink, a red drink, and a pink drink. And we go to this other, we go to like for dinner, and I'm drinking Tom Collins with like gin drinks and stuff. And I, and I'm like, everything is so sugary and like awful. And so then, like, yeah, today has not been great. Matt, do you know what it looks like when you pour yeast in like dough and it starts to make that brown foam, like that curdly sound? That's yeah. what your stomach was doing by about 2 a.m. last night. My entire body. My entire body. That's not great. So that was your wine, right? Is it your hungover that again? That's my wine. Is your shine the night? Like, uh, what a good time or no? Frank the Tank. Um, no, it. my shine is uh, I've been following Nate on Twitter, Options Unlimited. And I know he, he dropped it one day when I wasn't here. But I'm up like um, from when my account was at its like lowest. I'm up from like four four hundred bucks to like fourteen hundred bucks in a couple of weeks. So been having a lot of fun with that. We do Facetimes every week about it. It's good. Nate, time. that might be the biggest plug you can get is that he just like quadrupled his or tripled his money with you in a few weeks. That's you need to clip that and I'll give you the audio and you put that out for Options Unlimited because you're not going to get. I better. am recording. I am recording uh video so maybe maybe i will clip that for the twitter but uh options unlimited going great uh we're at about 28 percent uh profit in the first three weeks of 2021 so it's been a little bit of a tumultuous market but we're still making money and that's all that matters bang, yeah bang, bang. Nita also didn't tell me to say that i just was thinking about it today because i was going through my stuff before the market opened tomorrow and i thought it was i thought i'd uh, let the people the boys know how i've been doing I'm that's pretty that's pretty intense. Can I, hey, FaceTime me on one of those. Let me get some of that squirrel. Yeah. 
Every right. Wednesday. We broke, Options Unlimited has officially broken 25 followers on Twitter. Hey, hey, give it up. Give it up. Hey, that's 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 almost as much as the Tuesday catch-up. We've got like 50. So together, our our, our power of influence is crazy. If you don't follow, if you don't follow Options Limited, come on. Fuck you. <laughs> you want to be broke forever? Are you tired oh, of being a broke asshole? Are you tired of being a loser jerking off by yourself? <laughs> you want to drive a car like me? Options Unlimited. <laughs> Nate, can you give us? Yeah, yeah, Nate, give us like a the mogul ad for that real quick before we go to the next wine or shine. Are you a broke ass bitch? <laughs> Do you wish you could get babes like this? Babes? Do you wish you could be turning profits, doubling your money every seven weeks like this? Mm. Well, sign up for Options Unlimited. Just follow us on Twitter. It's a hundred percent free, and guess what? You'll get fat stacks. I like that a lot. <laughs> Everything um, else isn't guaranteed, though. You know what? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. Me, uh, legally, I can't give you uh, stock information. So just do what you want and follow oh, me on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, there you go. It's, yeah, it's, it's a social media Twitter. Or it's just like a meme account, but like sometimes it's stock. He just says what he's doing to the stocks. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I've got a shine. It's Wisconsin Neighbors. There's nothing better than the neighbors you meet in the Midwest. I would say Midwest Neighbors, but I'm going to say Wisconsin because of the hometown pride. I have only talked to my neighbors to my right a few times, uh, probably a couple times when I moved in. And then he came over one day. He, like We usually just exchanged a hello. And then he came over one day. He's like, hey, I'm your neighbor. Uh, I'm going to take all these sticks to the dump. Like, Do you want me to get all of your stuff? So Dud did what like, would have taken me hours. He helped me do it and then took it all to the dump. It didn't, want, didn't need my help unloading it. Like, Just did all his work for me. And, he's, and then he's talking. We, we end up having mutual friends. Shout out Mama Lang. Um, and then we're like, oh, this is kind of like, he's a nice guy. So we start chatting more. Then we don't speak for 18 months. COVID hits. I haven't spoken to him. Today, I walk outside. He gives me the sh- salute while I'm shoveling snow. And he goes, hey, Hayden. I go, holy shit, you know my name. And he's like, you still doing that remote sales job? I was like, I haven't had that job in almost two years. He knew like all these details that I had uh, told him in passing on our first meeting. And then he helped me shovel my whole driveway. He took his snowblower and helped me do the end where the snowplow traps you in. And then he went over and did like three of the neighbor's houses right after before the game. I was like, can you get that anywhere else? I don't, I think, I mean, maybe, yeah, dude, what a quality guy. I don't think you get that anywhere else, but like the Midwest with lots of snow, you know, Uh, he's kind of an asshole. If you think about it, why? Because he's just trouncing around, talking, or uh, just acting better than you. He thinks he's better than you, Hayden. No, no. You need to you need to <laughs> shovel more driveways than him next time Very to show true. that you're the, the big boss on the on the on the the road. Well, no, I would also, yeah, maybe that's contrarian thought. But the second point is my neighbors across the street. Every time I work out because I build the gym in the garage, humble brag. If I'm working out and the garage door's open in the summer, my neighbor across the street goes. Oh, you're always working out. You look strong. You look big. I was like, thanks, yeah. man. Like, he's a real good, like, a good pump for me. He's just hitting on you. Whatever. He's like 85. <laughs> Whatever. Do you then whip out your app that shows the gain and be like, this is, thanks, man. Yeah, this is like, this is the upward slope. It looks like the fucking uh, Raging Bull would, at Six Flags. Just I would say, up. I would say the pinnacle Midwest neighbor borderlines super, super nice and sociopath. Like, they always know way too much information, but it's just not enough to call the cops. It's just like right up to that level. And then it's like, that's kind of weird that he knew all that information about me. But yeah, I don't know. He, he shoveled my driveway the other day. So I guess he's not that bad of a guy. But secretly, he has a, he has a notebook with pictures that he's been taking of you in your garage working out. To and me? And like notes on you. So that's harmless. Just, just FYI. I, until I wake up with him caressing my cheek, he's harmless. 
well. Well, all right. Just he knows that. what shampoo you use. So just yeah. be careful. Well, good. <laughs> That's all right with me. Um, all right. Anybody else with the wine or shine? Nate, Zach, Harley. I got a wine. Hit it. Uh, okay. So this morning at Perkins, mind you, this is this is an empty Perkins, mm-hmm. and we're going with Sarah's family for a nice little morning breakfast. And there's there's five of us. So we're like, can we get a can we get a table for five? And they see us at this booth, and like you could squeeze five in there, but um. Like, not really. And it wouldn't have been comfortable with winter jackets and food yeah. would have been tight on the table. So we asked the server, like, hey, is it is it cool if we move? And she started giving us some attitude. She's like, yeah, I mean, usually we sit five or six in here, but I guess we could move you. And the restaurant is empty. And that was, like, just the start of her sass. So oh, no. My wine today is for service industry people that are – rude and like keep it up for like the entirety of your service for really no good reason like you've just gone to sat down and they just make snide little comments for like the full time you're there it, it ruins your whole meal doesn't it make you well I, I always leave feeling like i did something wrong like it legit throws me off for the rest of the day if someone's an asshole to me in the morning like if it's unprovoked and someone's a dick you're like what the hell so i i it makes me very mad i can <laughs> understand that and then we tried to make conversation like, oh, uh, so uh, how long have you guys been open back up? Like, did you close down? And she, without saying it, she was like, we closed down when everyone else did, dumbass. <laughs> was like, no, she did not. No, she didn't no, say that, that was verbatim. Like the subtext of what she said. Oh, she was like, well, the government kind of shut everyone down. Like, she said it super snottily. <laughs> when we were just trying to, like, turn the corner on her rudeness, she just kept doubling down. At that point. Did you guys leave her a tip? I would have left her a big fat zero. The tip would have been be nicer. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't handling that show, but I'm kind of in that boat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, at least give your best server attempt at fake nice. Come on, we've all played that game. Yeah, I mean, you can still tell when they're not happy about it, but they're like, they're like, oh my god, like <laughs> they, 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 they like how to play ball, but like I mean, just to be an open asshole. Oh my god, you want eighteen waters? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking writing her pen, like, like drawing Harley hanging on her fucking notepad. It's just <laughs> great. Uh, that's a great wine. Yeah, because we've defended service staff. We're a pro service staff podcast. We've all been service Facts. staff. I've literally yes. served at four or five different places. Zach and I did the country club, and like, I wouldn't wish that on my worst fucking enemy. Yet, I also was never just an asshole to the people ordering food for me. I didn't have the capacity. Unless Dude, they think... were an asshole to you. No, I just spent their food. Free license to. No, then you spent like, their food. Just keep being rude to people who are trying to be nice to you is like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I think it needs. Go ahead, right? Go ahead, jump. No, 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 no. You're good. I was gonna say, I think it needs to be like known, and it need I, like, and I, you see these, you saw these tweets, and it was, I would say it's about four or five years ago that you kind of saw these floating around Twitter, where it's like everybody from ages sixteen to eighteen should have to work customer service jobs so that they know what it's like, and like at the time you're like that's fucking stupid, but then as you get older you're like, uh, it's probably actually an awesome idea because True. then like I feel like because everybody will actually treat because you know like there's nothing worse than going in and you got a server who's just like an asshole. But yeah. it's like you got to just like take a step back and realize this guy's probably having a really shitty day and I don't need to pile on. So let me just I'll just order my appetizer, give me a couple wings and a beer and I'm good and I'm out of here. The, you know what I mean? Like the, you don't need to like pile right. on like um there's a little too much ice in my water. So it's like dude, no, just like just understand that this guy's having a shitty ass day. 
and you don't need to pile on. But do you know so who said that? Do you know who said that you need to be like everyone between this age and this age you need to do it? Is boomers who had never worked it. Like I think we're entering the yeah. golden age of like customer <laughs> service because most of them have worked it or understand it. Like we're just all too anxious to have confrontation. But the boomers, like though, like like Bob who worked in a mill from from eighteen to fifty five. Like the first time he walks right. into a Perkins, like he's going to talk to you. Like they're going to just be assholes or like you know. I just I don't think they had the opportunity to deal with the older versions of themselves. Number yeah. two, it's time for. Hindsight VR, Harley, you're back in the booth. This lady's being a twat to you. Put the glasses on. What are you saying? Uh, I would have made a sarcastic mark back. I would have doubled down. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty full house in here. Thanks. Glad you could make it work and get a switch. Mm. That's the, uh, ten points for that response. One hundred percent the way I would handle it. Anybody else want to take a swing at that uh, at that hindsight VR? I think you kind of nailed it, Harley. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's that's about all you need right there. Yep, because yep. that would that would definitely put her back on her heels. Um, I, I know you got a lot of tables right now. I just really appreciate you making this move for us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> layered up, fake nice. Oh god, I know, I know you're swamped. I can, I can tell. Um, that's beautiful, uh, Jake. You sounded like you had one. Quick shine, and this is not a dig at the Packers. This is just a shine for Tom. I mean, Tom Brady, dude, forty-two. Think about your dad when he was 42 and he's out there slinging the ball. He wasn't kissing me on the mouth. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he, he definitely wasn't making out with me before bed. It's got, he, to me, and this is a personal thing, and I don't know if anybody else shares this, but to me, he's gotten to the Saban point where it's like Saban in Alabama. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's not too fun good anymore. to hate at this point. No, just, no, like, no. You hate them because, because they're unstoppable. ruining everything yeah, else. It's just like, I'm over. Like, I can't put any more energy into hating this guy because he's going to get to the Super Bowl every fucking year and he's going to he's and he probably he might win it he's probably going to fucking win it because I'm watching this game right now Chiefs Bucks I don't know who wins my other shine was possibly Josh Allen but it looks like he's not going to get the job done tonight hmm. uh he's going to let Mahomes who has a concussion beat him but it's just like you know you got to give the props where props are due and I understand Aaron Rodgers had a he had a pretty good game and he's older so he's what 36 but you got to give it to somebody 42 you got to put it in perspective. Think about when your dad was 42. Yep, yep, yep. That's there great. you go. That's all you need to think about. When your dad was 42, <laughs> think about him having uh, Darius Smith running at him every single play. Like, no. It's just like, no. That's so, shine throwing the, the ball on a rope. Yeah. 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 So, thing is, yeah it's, it's disgusting. Shine. Um, shine. All right. Who, who's left? Z- uh, Zach and Nate first. Wine or shine? Nate. Who I've got to shine. All right. Uh, Nate, then Zach. So I, I'd go for a walk every morning before work, and uh, in California there are citrus trees everywhere. <laughs> and so I've been doing some ur- urban foraging Humble in uh, California. <laughs> All about that life, Nate. Yes. This is just I've a been, massive humble brag. Time out. This is just a massive. This is just a humble brag, Nate. Look at this. You're shining yourself. I get, I get order. Order. Yeah, you're just mad. Order. All right, all right, Nate. Nate, what have you found on your urban foraging, you granola bitch? Lemons, oranges, grapefruits, guava. One flip flop. I used heroin needle, some homeless person poop. I got to get in on that California forage game. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's just literally on my walk. I'll be walking, and I'll just like – pick up like perfectly fresh oranges and that's my shine is just that uh how awesome is that that just is a, pretty cool. a nice walk and some perfect citrus that's how neat is that thanks nate very cool how, how <laughs> <is that? laughs> all right uh zach wine or shine 
I don't feel like ending on a wine, so let's just call it on that shine. Yeah, all right, that's fine. All right. <laughs> Our moods are starting to pick back up. The room's elevated. Yeah. All righty. Uh, money, 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 money. 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 <laughs> it's time to make everybody some money. We're never going to get segment music. I think that's just the way we do it for the uh, the year. It's business ideas time. Matt, sounds like you – or Jake, you have a better one than I do. I'm going to go first then. Um and as part of Hindsight VR, we're expanding our product line. Uh, what's the worst part about all of us living in different spaces when there's a big game on? Uh, we can't interact with each other because we have to delete Jake out of the group text. Correct. And all text we have to... Text messages that spoil the game when someone's a few seconds ahead. Text messages that spoil the game. That's number one. Text messages spoil the game from streams. Number two, having every big play have eight text messages to your phone from various group chats and you have to go respond to all of them. I will brag. Introducing... The Big Game VR. The Big Game VR allows you and your friends to buy a pretty cheap pair of, uh, uh, it's like a headset glasses thing that goes along with Hindsight VR that puts you back in. And all it does is streams the game live for you. And when you look to your right, it puts you all in a simulated living room. And when you look to your right, there's all your friends. They're like, they're little like, uh, not exactly looks like them, maybe even cartoon versions. But that way, when you have like, we're all six sitting in a room together talking and you can hear me clear as day. It's like kind of got that built in microphone where we're just chatting like, oh, what a fucking play. And we're giving the fucking high fives so that like our significant others who maybe don't love football don't have to hear us screaming fuck and looking at them and talking to, talking to them about pass interference when they don't know if a pass interference means pass interference. <laughs> um, I'm pretty Wait, sure but like, what's there. the difference between that mm-hmm. and defensive holding? Yeah, well, that kind of thing, or like a touchback versus this. Now, Zach, you say the invention already exists. Uh, like... I'm pretty sure they uh, took a run at that already, and don't quote me on it, but one of the VR goggles that's out there right now was originally created uh, so that you could like be front row at the basketball game or you know sitting mm. mid-level at a football game, and yeah. you could like bring your friends. Yes, sure. I get that part. Now, way, maybe our niche here is that it's a little bit cheaper and it's and it's not to put you at the game. It literally puts a TV in front of you and then it's you guys <laughs> in your living room to in give you that big room. game feel because I, I will say this, with the exception of here and there Bucks games and then all Packer games, I really do love sitting there with 13 of my, like, or like like a full living room full of the boys and watching a Packer game. There's, like, a never a better feeling than everybody just pr- people bringing their snacks in, True. sitting there, and you're, and, and someone, there's usually one or two people in there that are, like, basically holding court. Like, they're the, fu- they're the MCs of the whole thing. And their rants, their raves, everything like that is music to your ears. To watch our friend Austin absolutely lose his mind during a Packer game are things that I, I will carry with me to my grave watching some of those rants. Or, like, if you invite a wild card so being able to put my goggles on and look over and listen to like you guys rant about the game or jake be the contrarian and just get absolute shit on would be hilarious i think it's i think i would i'm a buyer and investor i just are you guys you know that's the biggest question is your money in or out uh i mean i'll start it out uh i miss watching games with you chum and i'm in fuck yeah fuck yeah uh jake. user and investor yeah, love that. yeah i i want to see this technology go that way anyways like i would love to do like a facetime hangout for other things that you could watch or do together yeah so i mean i'm in love that uh zach uh i'll be a buyer i like that i like that you don't have to invest but you can definitely enjoy the fruits of the labor if they're out there uh nate yeah. this is options unlimited writing I'm buying, but uh, I don't want that to be the norm. I like the in-person uh, camaraderie, and I, I, that's that's what I want uh, through and through. But in this uh, continuing digital world, I think I'd be okay with a, 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 a oper- 
opportunity to be somewhat in person with virtual. Yeah, it does have like some very nefarious future. Yeah, new normal (laughs) vibes to it, some PC vibes to it. But listen, we'll 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 cross that bridge when we come to it. We'll shut everything off. Uh, Jake, you've got a business idea for the people. I got two business ideas. Uh, (laughs) I'll go with the first one that's not uh, as developed. It was kind of just like off the cuff. I shot it in the group chat uh, the other day. I would say. Let's go with Billy Eyelash first. All right. So Billy Eyelash <laughs> is my idea for creating another comedian in in the internet space. Uh, I say I say we hire a talent agency to go out, find someone who will impersonate <laughs> Billy Eyelash. And his or her name will be Billy Eyelash, and uh, they'll just go out and do things in lieu of her. Either I, it's once again, it's a non hashtag idea. I was kind of hoping that everyone would elaborate on it, but apparently no one, no one really liked it. So, uh, I just don't know what the end game is. That's, that's right. That's what, what I mean. It's like, what, are, what is the product? It's what is obvious. We become her management, his or her management group. That's, that's it. You just want to get to that point right. where you're managing uh, other famous people. Come on, man. Problem, no Billy Eyelash. Solution, we have Billy Eyelash. There, that's our, that's what we're selling. Yeah, Managing uh, Harry Stones. <laughs> Harry Styles look like. <laughs> yeah, all the good people. I'm out. Uh, I'm just gonna come off the top Justin rope and Bieber. say I'm out. I'm out as a buyer and a professor. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else is gonna ride with me, but I'm I'm getting the hell out of Dodge on that idea. That's fine. I'm only, I'm only in if we do like a, a Avril Levine switch out, <laughs> where then we become the manager for the real Billy. So we have to kill Billy. Actually, oh, okay. replace the Billy eyelash. Yeah, it's a like it's a conspiracy that. thing. I'm in. I think we rework it and write a TV show about a company that manages lookalikes in Hollywood. Mm, deep fakes. That's good. I like it. And, Hot- and like D-list celebrities. Yes. Yes. Talk to me after the pilot. I, I okay. maybe a future. All right, that's fine. <laughs> All right, Jake, hit us with your uh, before Look Jake hits us with, before Jake hits us with the second idea. Harley, can yes. you send the link to Pops for a Craig Spiracy to finish off the episode? Yes, he, he said he's got a lot for us. Oh Jesus oh, Christ! Cool. All right, well, I'm, all right, it's gonna be my it's gonna be that. my challenge to keep him to ten minutes or less so this podcast doesn't get extremely uh, long. Jake, uh, take us away with your last business idea. <laughs> Extremely. All right. Extraneous. Long. Long. (laughs) Long. I will make this one super short because I think it's a home run. Uh, Humble brag. Uh, A self-returning fetch toy for dogs. So background on this. I was just babysitting two labs, right? And pretty much, I think almost everyone in this group has a dog. So uh, that's it's an easy audience for me. Uh, Is there anything worse than the dog that doesn't play fetch? No, no. The one that doesn't stop barking. Okay. But he's saying, but no, 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 Nick Jiggling. When, when when you go out to play, yeah, when you're outside and you're trying to play fetch and the dog doesn't return it, there's nothing worse. Exactly. Doesn't return it or like brings it to you and then does like the head movement thing and you're just like, dude, I'm trying to play with you. So the bob and weave. It's the worst. So, (laughs) so my idea is, and once again, we're going to probably have to pull in Jeff Bezos and or Elon Musk for this one. But my idea is that it's a self returning fetch toy. So you throw it, the dog has it in its mouth, you go, bring it back, and then when he doesn't, you're like, ha, joke's on you. You click a button, comes right back to your hand. Now, and then it, they're no, like, oh my God, how'd that happen? May I pitch right, an addition? If the dog brings you the toy all the way to your mouth, or all the way, and it yes. won't drop it, does it release a, a tiny shock, a, a little uncomfortable buzz to drop no. the ball? 
No, it just it just Whoa. it just disappears. Well, is there nothing worse than trying to get like your do- like you like come like they bring it all the way back? They edge you like the Packers in the yep. NFC Championship. You reach in yep. to get it, and then they just either run away or they like won't. You have to tug a war a tennis ball out of a slobbery dog's mouth. Hey, we're not here as a company to train people's dogs. Okay, right. They got to do a little bit of the work. It's what? just a device that you click a button and the ball returns to you it just automatically. Helps us, yeah. I love it. Right. All right. All right. All right. All right. It was just an ad- it was an attachment. It's an attachment. I'm a cat guy. I'm a cat guy. What can I say? Uh, all right, Jake. I'm in as an investor and customer. Awesome. Matt, are you? Uh, are you in? Uh, always. Always. I'm in for a good scheme. A uh, little bit of misdemean. Um, so I'm in. Always. All right, Nate. Uh, stocks unlimited. Are they go? Options unlimited. Are they going in? I, I think uh, definitely yes, and I think the teleportation technology might yeah. be good in maybe military, so I think that'd be a good investment. I like that a lot. Nice, nice. Zach, are you in as investor and customer, or both? Me? Yeah, are you in? <laughs> oh, I thought you said Matt, my bad. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm good. Beautiful. Harley, investor or customer, or both? Um, Probably both. Hayden, I know you're not with the Elon Musk techno- technology, but the solar-powered... <laughs> Handheld gyroscope is going to be, it's going to change the world. (laughs) All right. You have now entered Craig's Conspiracy Corner. All right. Welcoming on. Uh, He's our birth father. He didn't kiss us like Tom Brady didn't kiss, like Tom Brady kisses his kids. Um, He's he's a regular guy. He's a a fun guy. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on. Craig's Craig's from Craig's Piercy Corner. Jesus, I can't talk. Is that the Twilight Zone intro music? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's that one. Well, yeah. So, well, Dad, um, for reference, you need to unmute yourself first and foremost. Number two, uh, there's going to be new segment music for you this week. We're going to need you to check it out and give it a stamp of approval or uh, send it back to the drawing board. You're still muted. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. All right. Now, before we get started here, there's a challenge on the board. Can you keep this to 13 minutes or less is the challenge. So keep an eye on the clock. We'll let you run for a bit. I've got some questions for you. The boys got questions for you. Let's get it started. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to pack in as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hey, and uh, to start it off uh, in lieu of the Buccaneer victory, uh, I got to say, do you remember when Harley was a Buccaneer fan back in 2003 when they won a Super Bowl? I do. And 02 and 01. The the funny story is, is he's about 10 years old, and he goes in, and uh, he's got full Buccaneer garb top to bottom and he's getting invited by his uh schoolmate's dad who's you know making quarter million dollar a year plus back then so he's in a hoity-toity box and he comes in there to lambeau field just uh rooting and being quiet harley like we love and i remember this guy relating the story to me because he was from south africa so he had a british accent and he's like the guy's like who, who, who let him in here? And he goes, well, you know, last time I looked, this is a free country. <laughs> so he was just giving them the garb, and by the end of it, they were giving it back to him with the lead changes. And uh, so I just remembered that story tonight. Uh, it was kind of cool. I was doing, like, the SpongeBob Bring It Around Town. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Bring it around. Bring it around. He was just hammering those guys. Just yeah. hammering them. <laughs> Talking mad shit, even though I was, like, 10 years old. Uh, so let's, let's start off anyway with, you know, as I was listening to the segments, I got a quick one for the Steubing brothers. Are you ready? 
do it. Who's the yes. Steubing? We've done Who's it. Who's the smarter Steubing? Whoever answers first, and y'all can play at home too. See if you can beat the buzzer. Uh, first one that gets the correct answer would, would get the point. Hang on. Hang on, Dad. Dad, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We've literally, we literally. How many animals of each did uh, Moses take on the ark? Two. Two. And I'm sorry, Moses never had an ark. (laughs) (laughs) You dumb fucks. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many people fell for that at home. Oh, shit. Now you know that these aren't exactly straightforward questions. One more. Who is the first one that can tell me the president on a $10 bill? Hamilton. And again, you are right, it's Hamilton, but he was never a president. But thanks for playing. (laughs) (laughs) You idiot, you big idiots. I got it right now. Embarrassing. (laughs) But yeah, this uh this world is moving fast. This world is moving fast. I just uh I'm I'm getting over um, you know, Christmas and being nice and not having uh, all these uh heavy conspiracies like I did, but oh, they're there. Uh, I've been just laying off. Um, But the world's changing fast. Did anybody really realize that through 2019 and 20, how many people and governments uh, quit, as in resigned? CEOs and governments? No. Uh, Just to give you you a, a list, there were about 1,400 CEOs. Well, we want to hear all 14 of them. All 1,400. All 1,400. I'll give you the highlights, lest you think it's like Joe's, uh, you know, welding shop and the CEO quit. Um, <laughs> how about McDonald's, eBay, uh, T-Mobile, Harley-Davidson, MasterCard, Credit Suisse, Disney, Hulu. Uh, as far as governments go, um just in the last couple of years and or, or people that are not going to uh, re-engage or or just quit outright whole whole cabinets or partial uh, Italy Germany uh, Merkel's not going to go again France can I can I can I cut in here dad and give you a question yep no but I know where you're trying to insinuate I, I'm starting to figure out what you're trying to insinuate is there not a solution here where they were just like wow Trying to coordinate a country that doesn't want to be coordinated or trying to run a business when I can't have any of my employees in is not fun. I've already made my millions. I'm going to go live on the beach. Is that not maybe what happened? It's just not worth the fucking trouble? There's, maybe there's not a tinfoil hat to be worn here. Well, no, no. And, and it's just pointing out that, that when you – and I'm trying to point out exactly what you're saying is that the people in charge, uh, they're, they're highly in tune with follow the money and uh, – Many of these people went, yep, it's time. Um, I, I know what's coming. I'm stepping back, and I'm going to cash in my stock and uh, live on the beach and have a good time. Yeah, because, which the tinfoil hat there is, who gives a shit who's so, leading you? They don't care about you. So they, 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 stuff, is, stuff is moving so fast right now. I mean, it, it, it is kind of incredible. Um, but I did want to, you know, because I have my – 13 minutes, which is dwindling. <laughs> You're good. But I, uh, uh, let, before I go into, uh, and, and that will start next time we get on, uh, the big things that are going on, um, I just thought I'd, I'd give one pleasant reminder, one thing to think about. 
and I and I know I've talked with Harley about this, and in fact, he actually gave me a copy of the book. And I don't remember if I ever talked about oh, God. podcast. <laughs> about what? It was uh, Emoto Masuro talking about that water is alive. Now, he wrote a 1999 bestseller, hardly find it in a used bookstore. But here's the premise. This guy studied water for 30 years. He's a scientist. And his premise was he had an epiphany that water is alive. And so what he did was that uh, he had he had a lab set up for you know your control group and this and that and vials of this and he would freeze them and as they uh, melted or froze he was able to take pictures of the crystals they produce uh, crystals from pristine water produce beautiful symmetric pristine crystals uh, water from tap and all these other things was absolute garbage and they were deformed and ugly. So he progressed his teachings, and these are the pictures in that book and why it became a bestseller, is that he went to, I will put a, a piece of paper around this glass and label it love. And another one he labeled hate. And, and to that degree, one was, uh, uh, you know, Satan. Another one was angels. And, and the, the crystals, uh, again, were either beautiful or completely awful. And these pictures were demonstrated. So it, it's, it's far bigger than that. His name was Emoto Masuru, M-A-S-U-R-O. Uh, the reason I bring it up uh, to tail off on just this week's good feeling is that people around the world since he died have been experimenting with this, and they call it the rice experiment. And since rice is made with water, what they would do is they would uh, make a big pot of steaming rice and they would put it into whatever they were using as their scientific modem, uh, you know, six jars, and whether they were kept in the dark or whether they were kept on counters, they tried to do their best experiments. Uh, but, but some would put pictures of, uh, uh, one did a, did a St. Teresa type thing, and the other one was a, was a Nazi picture. And the thing is, is whether it was three weeks or two weeks, and they had different timetables, they all decided to do was that this, the rice, uh, because of the water content, uh, magnified like the swastika on the, on the arm of uh, Hitler, there was a big black boil on the rice. So people had been doing this and uh, playing with his work. And so his work still goes on, and I thought I'd share that. Uh, Send us pictures. I would love to actually. I want to see some of these pictures. You've got me intrigued that water can be bought. Like it's like the, each crystal is a little Whoville. Okay, whether well, Nazi Whoville or Mother Teresa Whoville, I see the comparison it's, there. It's more but, like a, a reflection pool. <clears throat> sure. Okay. Exactly as his premise is, is that water mirrors what it what it sees, and so he says when you are uh, think of a human, you're ninety percent water when you're born and seventy percent later on or so. So when you think words don't hurt, um, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do, because your your body reflects it. Uh, but I'm probably running out of time. No, 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 no. I got a couple things for you. I do love that. I, lo- mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you on that. I also love the fact that you said you're getting over being nice for the holidays. That's one of my favorite lines from you ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting over being nice. It's kind of sucked. I hated doing that for the holiday season. Okay, uh, we have a couple things for you. Um, this will start next week. Is one we want to walk through all of your comments on SoundCloud. Balls has still been commenting throughout the episodes. I want to walk through each comment, have an episode breakdown. Your review means the most to us of anybody's. 
Um, we want to hear your one sentence take on the Green Bay Packers last night. One sentence. That's you, you can have a comma in there, but you get one sentence to describe what happened tonight and how you feel about it. The better team won. Bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. Yes. Anyways, I, I don't, don't want to hear. That. Okay. Yes. Number two. Number two. Number two question. Number two question. Um, so we talked about last week a 22 year old intern fighting a 50, 50 something 60 something year old man oh um, Seiko. yes yeah give us your give us a quick breakdown like 10 20 seconds on what you think happens in that fight and why old man strength really exists well you know what one minute uh uh it, it's not fair and and i kind of agree with harley one minute that guy could win by decision but mm-hmm. you know what you give it three minutes in the ring with that guy being young, thinking he's impervious to an old man that's felt fear and understands combat, um, that guy would be destroyed. Okay. Because so, uh, he doesn't know. So, so who do you think is winning this one then? Given three one-minute rounds, the the kid or the old man? If the kid wants to dance around and run, I give it to him. If he wants to actually be stupid enough to uh, step up, I think he'll get flattened. I love that. I love the respect for the old man. Um, okay, number two, do you agree or number three? Do you agree that trial by combat should be legal? The ability to challenge someone to a duel to settle a dispute versus taking it through just umpteenth amounts of of Twitter or whatever have you. Like, do you think combat is an easy way to settle it? You know what? If there are two consenting people and they want to have trial by combat, you preset the rules. And uh, if it's I got the right to kick the shit out of you. Well, then uh, that settles that, and you're happy with that, good. Uh, if the trial is by death, well, then both of you got to agree it's by death. And like you pointed out, there is no takebacks. Uh, you already signed this contract. <laughs> I love that you watch. You actually keep track of our episodes. You have a very uh, wealth of knowledge. All right, FM transmissions from space, radio, radio radioing in. Did you read into that? Uh, I, I, did, I did see that, and there's... Uh, I don't, I don't have a, a take on it right now because the world is so bigger even where we live coming from Antarctica. And those sure. stories are going to, that's part of my stuff I'm moving into. They're, they're, this year is going to be an explosion of truth. And, uh, and part of that has to do with the UFOs. Uh, it, it's going to be such an amazing year. You have no idea. So, I think yeah. things by, by even this weekend... <clears throat> I think we are going to be uh, presented with things that maybe we finally rise up like the people in Italy. You see, in Europe, uh, they make fun of us, you know, all over Europe. They said, you yanks, you just sit there. You know what? You actually believe your government. You know, he says, we've been lied to forever. We know better. That's how the wall fell, is they put in national uh, propaganda news and everybody went out and walked their dog because they knew it was bullshit. And then they all talked to each other and said, this is bullshit. But in Italy, they, uh, I don't know if you caught that, that we are open movement. Yep. Uh, yeah, they all just said, we are open. And you can see the video of the cops coming in and then telling them to get, take a hike. We're open. We're eating. We're done with this. Yeah, it's, it's getting pretty gnarly out there. Which okay, so in the last in the last couple minutes we have you, let's say yeah, two minutes. Give us some of your boldest predictions for the truths in one headline. Then we'll break them out in further episodes. Give us your boldest headlines for 2021's conspiracy, uh, the truths that are coming out. The truths that are coming out, I think, are illusion of uh, plenty. 
will be dispelled. I think our dollar uh, will crash. There will be an economic reset, most likely this year. Um, an interesting topic there that I that I uncovered a few days ago, and I haven't had time to research it the rest of the way, but I was like, oh my God, is that if anybody didn't notice all these things Biden and, and the new cabinet is doing, uh, it, it's quite apparent that he's not in the White House, that the flooring and everything, it's like a TV set. If you look at where Trump was, and, and you can go on the internet and find this, the carpeting is different, the walls are different, the trim is different, everything is different. How and why, I don't know. I didn't have time to explore it. Very that's that Z that that is what the people come for. That's that's what people that's what brings the viewers. Clicks, clicks, clicks. Fake White House is what brings the people. That's what gets people ready to roll for Craig's Spacey. I I was start you were losing me and now I'm in. I'm locked in. So give us a couple more bold predictions. Wait, wait, riddle me this though. What if Trump was the one in the Yeah, he's in Mar a Lago. What if he's in golf course? I, I don't know, but you know what? I, I think not. I think there's more going on, and uh, we're, we're just we're going to be spoon-fed for a little while in the public. Uh, remember my early days on this, on this podcast, the power of the people and the power of, uh, you know what? You can only feed us bullshit for so long. We have an ability and, and a, uh, a strength and a courage to say, no, no, we're done. <laughs> and uh, you're not feeding us anymore. I couldn't agree uh, more. I mean, we we could have like, we could have rated Area Fifty One. People forget that. Uh, continue. But I, I I thought since I'm running out of time, and the last thing I thought of from the last episode is so many things you make me think about, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, everybody's seen that, and I realize, you know what? No, half the things I remember are from thirty years ago. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I was going to leave you guys rather than with a joke because I couldn't find one worthy. Um, was either was either the uh, explanation uh, and these these are thirty years old uh, of uh, the one was was of of hell is it exothermic or endothermic and uh, exothermic meaning that it keeps getting hotter and endothermic means that it keeps freezing. So there was a, a teacher that in 1997, he would always postulate stupid questions to his class from the University of Oklahoma. And in his, uh, in his class, uh, like, like the one I'm, I'm referring to, he was teaching on, uh, uh, I'm trying to read it here. Because <laughs> Dad, I see where I get it now. I see where I can just fucking go on a run. And You're like Michael Scott. You start sentences without knowing where they're going. I need the cliff notes of this. You've well exceeded no, your 13. Here it is. I'm going to read you. He, he, he postulated a question to the class. It was a class on thermodynamics and everything else. And so his final exam was, is hell exothermic or endothermic? Support your answer with proof. And so one guy got an A, and I'll read his response and sign off with that. Uh, it says, first, we postulate that if souls exist, that they must have some mass. And if they do, then souls can only, uh, you know, a mole of souls will weigh so much. So at what rate are souls moving into hell, and at what rate are souls leaving? I think we can safely assume that once a soul goes to hell, it will not leave. Therefore, no souls are leaving. As for the souls entering hell, let's look at the different religions. 
that exist in the world. Some religions state that if you're not a member of their religion, that you will go to hell. Since there are more than one of these religions, and people not, do not belong to more than one religion, we can project that all people and souls go to hell. With birth and death, the rates that they are, we can expect the number of souls in hell to increase exponentially. He says, now we look at the rate of change in volume in hell. Boyle's law states that in order for temperature and pressure and dude, I need the dude. I'm telling you, you're you've just killed our listenership for the last bit here. You have not you have not cliff noted at all right. All right, I'll let you finish, but you're killing me, Freddie. (laughs) That was over half of it. Wow, fantastic. This is this is his exam answer. So he says, now we look at the rate of change in volume in hell. Boyle's law states that the order for the temperature and pressure in hell to stay the same, the ratio of the mass of souls and volume needs to stay constant. So two options exist. If hell is expanding at a slower rate than the rate at which souls enter hell, then the temperature and pressure in hell will increase until all hell breaks loose. If hell is expanding at a rate faster than the increase of souls in hell, then the temperature and pressure will drop until hell freezes over. over. So he says, which is it? Well, he says, let's accept a quote given to me by my girlfriend, Teresa Mannion. During freshman year, she said that it will be a cold night in hell before I sleep with you. And take into account the fact that I still have not succeeding in having sexual relations with her, then option true cannot be true. Hell is exothermic. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, at last, Craig Fredrickson. <laughs> oh, Fredward, uh, 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 we, I'm going to bring you on the solo pod. And I'm going to give you a little more airtime. We're going to talk. We're going to talk in depth about conspiracy theories. Um, so. right, man, I love you guys. Uh, you're looking good. You, uh, sorry about the pet today, but you know, Harley, get out your cat packer garb or, or uh, Buccaneer garb. garb. You know, yes. you can probably wear it. Weather's changing. Fair weather fan Harley jumping off board. All right, love you, pops. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, right, Craig. Yep. Jump jumping ship to the Buccaneers. You're goddamn right. I'm a big Bucks guy. I always have been. All right. Um l- let's uh let's wrap it up. Final thoughts around the table. Jake, starting with you. All right. So for as much as this year has brought new things, some things just stay the same. Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers chokes it away once again. Uh that's my last dig. You don't have to hear from me ever again after that one. Uh, all in all, good episode. Craig Spiracy once again delivers. A little long-winded this time, but still all quality information nonetheless. Yep. I would say please, please, please be on the lookout for my self-returning fetch toy for dogs. And Billy that's Eyelash. it. And Billy, and Billy Eyelash. Eyelash. I'll see you next week. <laughs> all right. Zach, what do you got? Final thoughts? <laughs> Uh, no matter what happens tonight, go pack, go. There you go. I we love can, that. We'll, we'll come around next year. Ride, ride deep. Uh, Harley, final thoughts. Uh, tip your servers, list their douchebags, then use your discretion. That's all I got. <laughs> go pack, go. Uh, Nate, what do you got? <laughs> Options unlimited. TM. Uh, absolute heartbreaker for the pack today. Um, I really woke up this morning with just electricity coursing through my veins, and. Tom Brady uh, sucked it right out of me. So yeah, well, and he'll do the same to his kids tonight. He'll careful. do the same to his kids tonight. All right, Matt. Final thoughts. 
Uh, you know, Craig, Craig definitely lost me a little bit today, but that's okay. I did retain some of that, uh, water information. So I want to leave everybody with a quote. <laughs> um, there's a small part of me that's actually very excited about this new company, but 70% of me is water. Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Um, I've got my final thoughts, Tommy Epstein. Um, if you have a chance, uh, go to challenge day. It'll change your life. Um, minor league sports are back. And, uh, if you have the time and you're actually still here by God's will, please rate, sub, subscribe, rate, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, we appreciate you as always. Any reviews that are left in that given week, we will read live on the pod. If you make them derogatory, we don't give a shit, Write Whatever the fuck you want. As long as it's five stars, one of us reads it live on the pod. So, uh, with that, this has been the Tuesday catch up and you are all caught up. One, two, three. As if to say, oh, always on time. Hurry, boy, it's waiting there for you. Longing for some solitary company I know that I must do what's right Sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti I seek to cure what's deep inside Frightened of this thing that I've become